Welcome to FileMaker Off the Record. You're listening to Thomas and Teresa of Profile Developers, discussing all things FileMaker for developers and power users. So we're here in Orlando. Yep. Right? Is that where we're at? Yep. Okay. We are in Orlando. Yes, yeah, so we're here in Orlando for the FileMaker DevCon 19. Mm-hmm. This is what, the 24th? I think it's the 24th. I saw some of the DevCon. some of those little flags that said 24th year, so I'm assuming this is the 24th year. Yeah, so it's my, I think my 23rd probably. No. Right? No, there were, there were two, I mean, if you count the Claris DevCons prior to the FileMaker DevCons. Right. So I don't know, this is like 22 or so. I, th- I think this is a first. We took the train here. Rather oh, than, yeah, that was fun. Rather than flying here, so that was fun. We were here a couple days early, so we got to hang out, see the city a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we did the training day. You did the training day. Right. I did the training day. And I worked. <laughs> and you worked in the room. Yes. So there was much productivity that yes. happened. Now we're ready to start the conference. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow's our first day, first full day. And there's some things we think are going to happen. Right. <laughs> and there's some sessions that are going to happen that we're looking forward to. So Yeah. We have the uh, DEF CON to go app, which they have been putting out for several years now, which is a huge help to be able to kind of look at the sessions. It's all the sessions that are listed on the website, but it gives you something in your pocket, on your phone, that you can mark what sessions you're interested in going to. You know, you can see your schedule. So it is, it's a lot nicer than the big binder books I was that just gonna, used to give. That's I'm I was, like thinking back, like, what did they used to do? I was just going to say, it's, you know, rather than these big binders that we had, and there was a time at home, I, I had, I don't know, six or seven of these things lined up. Yeah. Big, big binders with eight and a half by 11 papers, mm-hmm. uh, hole punch papers in there with, all the different sessions and all the vendors and all that kind of information right. and you'd be paging through back and forth to find out what room you're in and where it's at yeah it's much nicer yeah it's going to be a good conference yeah we're looking forward to it the sessions that are starting today mm-hmm. are broken up into tracks and the tracks are training day which is just all the sessions that happen on, on Monday. Monday, which right. is the conference technically starts on Tuesday and they're doing two and three day conference. So there's, right. you can come just for Tuesday and Wednesday mm-hmm. or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or you can come just for the training day. Right. That it's a good lead off and the, there's fewer training day classes, right? They don't, they don't designate because some of the training days, there's training. Yeah. They changed training, how they do that and then too. There's what are you going to take? JavaScript. Right. So that's an integration or that's a web. You know, there's not another category. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's, it's they just call training. it training day. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. And the training day you pay extra for. Right. That's its own thing. Then there's general, which I think is any session that it they didn't. It doesn't fall into something else. Right. <laughs> there's create, which has to do generally with design. Yes. Share falls under a lot of the server-based Sessions fall under share. Okay. And then we have integrate, Mm -hmm. which is things having to do with external APIs. Right. APIs or the IoT or anything where we're kind of talking to other technologies with FileMaker. Okay. That all falls under integrate. Then we have FBA sessions, which are sessions that seem to be focused on the FBA members, which is the FileMaker Business Alliance. So Mm -hmm. it's the professionals, consultants, the uh, platinum teams. So those are like hiring or marketing. And then there's vendor sessions, which are the commercial sessions mm-hmm. where the vendors get to talk about a specific product and show features that you might not know about. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this year they're doing those in the, in the exhibitor. Yeah. Showcase. in the exhibitor showcase, it's a nice way to do it. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's going to work out well. Then they have business sessions. Improving customer satisfaction, survival for in-house developers, things like that. So, so things that are um, is more leaning, less technical, and more towards business processes or business concept. And then hands-on lab, which is 
a little bit different than, I mean, they've had hands-on things before, mm -hmm. but not as integrated into the sessions that I, that, at least that I remember. So okay. there's build a connected product or data modeling. Or it builds polished interfaces. So these are things where you bring your laptop and right. you set up and you actually do the work. Now I went to a session that was a hands-on. It was actually during the training. Right. And there was nowhere to plug in my laptop. Oh yeah, you said there was power. There was power. The first the front. The first the five rows or so had power, mm -hmm. and the rest of the room, which there were another fifteen rows or yeah. so, uh, that did not. And there's a lot of the walls are movable, so mm -hmm. there's no outlets on them. Mm -hmm. I lasted through most of the morning with my battery. Some some people lasted longer, some not as long. Right. But that was that was a huge miss. Right. Yeah. Because so, you had to leave. Yeah. You had to leave to power, uh, to plug in your laptop so you could keep working. So whenever I came back, we were able to sit closer in the front. And the presenter had requested that people that were in the front maybe can shift to the back and let the people in the back shift oh, to the front. Oh, okay. That was, that was nice. So it wasn't bad. You know, I made it through the whole afternoon with no trouble whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But why there isn't enough electricity in the room right, when you're sure. having a hands-on lab... Well, yeah, if you're going to have a technology conference, you might, so you need power for yeah. it. Yeah, it's like, it's like not having uh, Wi-Fi or something like that, which they do. They, the hotel has decent Wi-Fi, and I, I haven't had any trouble with that. But that's the sessions, uh, and that's what we'll be talking about later. Yeah. So first day of the conference, mm -hmm. we got our badges. We actually did that last night. Right. So we got our badges, and... When we got them, we noticed that there was no shirt. There was no shirt. I've been coming to these things for 20 years. I always get a shirt. There was right? no shirt. No, and yeah, and there was a decided lack of a FileMaker logo or FileMaker. <laughs> yes, the name of the application that we all know and love uh, on the badge or kind of anywhere. The marketing material that's up and mm -hmm. uh, it all just said DevCon 19. DevCon 19. So that was odd. And it was black and green, which was different too. Yeah. Anyway. So we knew something was changing. Yes, we all it, suspected something was going to happen. It was clear, and this is the first year with Brad Freytag mm -hmm. as the CEO. Dominic's last year was his last year, mm -hmm. and he handed the reins over. Apparently changes are coming. So this morning, the first thing, the first session was the opening keynote. Mm -hmm. And at that session, Brad, Brad came out and said a whole bunch of things. Right. And one of them was that obviously we're, you know, you can tell we're, we're going to rebrand. Mm -hmm. And we spent a lot of time with professional branding companies to come up with a new name. And the name, after all this effort, the name right. they came up with was Claris, which is a name that they owned 30 years ago. Right. So it was interesting. And the room reacted positively. Yes, and he wiped his brow. Yes, he was... He was and he was, he was happy to hear the cheers. Yes, people were, people were quite happy. I really don't care what they call the company. Mm-hmm. But I was glad it was something that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. I like the company name Claris. I always mm -hmm. did. There's very little negative baggage, I think, to go along with it. Right. Plus, they want to add in additional services. So now they have a parent company. FileMaker will be one service. Mm -hmm. Claris Connect will be another one. That's their, the first other one. They bought another company and, and rolled that in. Mm -hmm. And they have other things planned. Right. So now they have room to grow. They have room to grow. So this will be... It's a interesting future mapped out yeah after the keynote mm -hmm. then we started our regular sessions the first session that i went to was under the hood what's new with filemaker pro 18 advanced that filemaker presented okay they talked about this so they've been doing these under the hood sessions for a very long time mm -hmm. and traditionally that's where they get they sometimes they'll have an engineer Right. be one of the speakers and they will get a little bit deep on the engines on the engine on, yeah on the engine yeah. underneath and how these things are actually being done so not just what tools we have but how they work deep under so that 
the developers have a better understanding right. as to how this stuff is working, which can help us figure out to, you know how we might want to design this. Mm-hmm. It was a good session. They went over some new features, but they, they didn't get as deep as they normally do, and okay. I thought that was lacking. I really wanted something to go a little bit deeper on that. I went to Building for FileMaker WebDirect, which was done by John Howell by Data Experience, Inc., and I thought that was a, another good session where he he said that he has no web experience outside of FileMaker. Everything that he's done has been web direct, uh, which I thought was, I always think that's fascinating, <laughs> that, you know, that you can do so much um, just with web direct and not having to know anything else about um, the web. And he showed and demoed some interesting little things, uh, like a, a, a dynamic redirect for logging out of their uh, WebDirect solution. So um, one thing he said is that he had originally had over 700 slides in his presentation, <laughs> but he had to scale it back because he's only talking for an hour. So he went, you know, uh, kind of quickly. Yeah, so he, uh, so he said he has a separate file in the kind of downloadable materials that has a lot more information in it. So look for that. <laughs> he also talked about one of the ways that he designed was to think about color, theme, and styles before even doing the user discovery because it helps in the long run and saves you a lot of time and energy with the navigation and the interface. One other thing he showed us was he has a dynamic button bar that he uses for his top navigation that is fed by some JSON that is created on login. And so the, you know, he may have the same button bar on all of his screens, but depending on who you are and how you logged in and what you need to see, the button bar will change color and change the values across and change the target. I thought that was really well thought out. So there are a lot, a lot of interesting things that were in that session that I liked. Cool. After that, mm-hmm. we went and had lunch. I had the same lunch, but in a different room. Today, they had the women's luncheon. Every year, a group of females host a luncheon that is just for the ladies, and they call it the FileMaker Women's Luncheon. But it is put on by a group called uh, Women Innovating Together. And they announced that they are now officially a 501c3 nonprofit. You know, it's, it's a good opportunity for women to come and network and hang out together. They are doing a lot of good things with encouraging women in technology and encouraging them to speak. They take donations to fund scholarships for new developers to come to DevCon and just be part of this community. So didn't, that was a didn't very they give nice a, time. Didn't they give out a couple scholarships this year? Yes. And yeah. Do you know the website by chance? Uh, I think it's witfm.org. Okay. I do believe. So, what did you go to next? The next session I went to was Design Surface Under the Hood, which, again, another Under the Hood where they go a little bit deeper. This one I liked a little bit better than the other one because they went a little deeper, which right. is what I was <laughs> expecting. And if you're going to call it Under the Hood, it should be Under the Hood. Right. So, they talked about the placements of objects and the right locations and the right order and using the object panel. When you say right locations, do you mean like stacking order or do you mean... Yeah, I'm going to talk, yeah, I'm going to say stacking order. He didn't really show using the grid because I don't think that was an issue with depth. I wouldn't think that that would impact anything. Right, but visual design issues that could affect performance. Mm, Okay. And it it was good, clear explanations of how this stuff works. Okay. That kind of level and that kind of stuff is very valuable to uh, any developer. Mm-hmm. And who presented that? That was Douglas Wallace. So I went to uh, Server Monitoring with Zabbix, which was presented by Ms. Lafkos and Wim DeCourt from Saliant. And um, that was another good session. I really liked that. I am excited to implement a Zabbix server. I have been missing the functionality (laughs) 
uh, the, the old functionality of old FileMaker Server from 16. So this will give me the impetus to go ahead and deploy one. One thing that was very funny was that we pulled out a little Raspberry Pi out of the back pocket and was like, oh, here's, here's a server, you know, here's a Zebex server, and just sat it on the table. Uh, and so they underscored that it does not take a lot of power or space to set one of these up. And another thing that they made available, the URL, like they have white papers and they even have templates that they have created for Zabbix server um, that you can download and get you kind of a starting point to implement or to deploy one of those so that you can start monitoring any and all of your servers. That sounds good. Yeah, I was, I was had a lot of a lot of good information in that session. The next session I went to was maximizing FileMaker performance by Greg Lane. Gave that he's from Skeleton Key, and whenever we deal with Skeleton Key, we so we think of our good friend Jay. So hi Jay, if you're listening. The maximizing FileMaker performance that was a good session, and Greg showed different like tools that you can use to push a server to the limits mm -hmm. and how to use the various log files that are available mm -hmm. to monitor and to track down issues. He had a couple of real-world examples of where slowdowns happened and they only happened in a certain circumstance. Well, commonly, they would you're going to get a slowdown over a WAN versus a local right. run, and that was one of the examples. But using the logs, he showed how they walked down and found specifically why the slowdown was happening mm -hmm. and the solution for it. Right. So that was really well presented. That's good. I went to Crafting Content to Promote Your Business, uh, which was presented by Leslie Caracas from FileMaker. And she went through a ton of information and she spoke quickly and she had a lot of good slides. And so this was, that was an FBA session. She talked about like how to think about your marketing in a, I guess, a little more abstracted uh, with, the, with the process of marketing in mind, right? So you create a persona for your ideal client, you, you're solving their problem and you're giving them an action. So those types of steps that you wouldn't normally think of when you're trying to think of, you know, the words to describe your product or service or what have you. She covered a lot of ground and showed some examples of FileMaker logos and FileMaker product pages to illustrate some of the concepts that she was talking about. And I thought it was a very good presentation there also. Then the last session we went to today was breaking out of list and form view workflow-based design for the modern world. Mm -hmm. and that was from Alexis Allen at Hyperspace Data Solutions, Inc. Right. And Alexis, I don't remember having seen her present before, mm -hmm. but she was great, great presenter. Mm -hmm. uh, really well-organized, interesting, controlled the room, knew what she was doing, you know, very comfortable, Yeah. very good speaker. The only criticism I would have is... I would have liked to have seen more real-world examples. Right. Yeah, she had a good example, a good file that she demoed, but yeah, it was just the one file. Yeah, which absolutely got her point across. Mm -hmm. But I, I would have liked to have seen some other ideas mixed in with that. Sure. I expect that FileMaker will post these sessions online, mm -hmm. like they've been doing the past few years. Right. If they do, this is one I'm going to go watch again. Yeah, it was, it was a, a good one. Well-executed presentation. She talked about some higher-level design concepts, as well as some of the basic elements of the layout. The use of popovers versus sliders versus card windows. And workflow-based design, which is what we do. Right. At least we very much try to. Right. It's very hard to stay away from the list you know, you always feel like you have to have a list. Of course you have to have a list, because what do you click on to get to the detail? And um, when she said that her client came to her and said, how do I get to the list? And she countered with, do we really need a list? And they went, well, I, I, I 
yeah, you know, they, they could not justify it off the bat. So she said, if you really need a list, we can put in a list, but let's wait and see if we need it. And she said, it's been, yeah, you know, what months and no one's asked for a list yet. So, you know, the workflow itself is functioning fine without that. So not, not every solution can go without a list view, but it's something to consider. Yeah, that was something that Albert from Smallco mm -hmm. taught me years years ago. Was first of all, if you have a list, make it a chunky list. I mean, this is going back a really long time, and, yeah. and all our lists were like, you know, it was like looking at a phone book for right, anybody right. that is old enough to know what a phone book is, anyway. <laughs> right. So he he was like, well, whenever you need a list like that, how many records do you need to see what's useful? Right to make them a chunky list so they're much easier to read mm -hmm. and then well, well and and to already be preloaded with some information so that you may or may not need to you may not even mean yeah yeah instead of always maybe going to a list first mm -hmm. why not simply show the information most likely to be needed by the user when they're when they're mm -hmm. there so there's times you can predict that to a certain extent that's the way we design but it's always good to you know get another get another view of this and how it's how other developers are designing. Mm -hmm. That was the last session today. Tonight at seven is the welcome reception, right. which we're going to go ahead to shortly. And then after the welcome reception, we'll what go we normally, off to have dinner. We'll go off to have dinner. What is one of the things you like about coming to DevCon? I like seeing people that I haven't seen in a long time. That's one big benefit because that's such, we have such a big. That's 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 such a big piece of it, right? Because as as connected as everybody is, you know, we, we see people at DevCon and we only see them at DevCon. You know, you might call some, you know, you might call Marty every now and then mm -hmm. and say, "Hey," and we see some of our local filemaker friends, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, the people that are across the country or, you know, we, we just don't have a regular dialogue. And so it's nice to be able to come and see pe people you haven't seen since last year and give them a hug and, and catch up. Yeah. And, yeah. and chatting with people on Slack and messages mm -hmm. over the year is great. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, there's nothing like hanging out with them. So that's what tonight is, is there's a number of us getting together and have dinner and a couple of drinks and enjoy ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, and also, it's good to meet some new friends along the way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, okay, well, we'll talk more tomorrow whenever we go through day two. Yes. Right. So we finished day two of DEF CON. Which is Wednesday, right? And the sessions that we went to, the first one was there was another keynote, oh, right? The visionary keynote. The visionary keynote, right? Which was a good keynote. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not that the other one was bad, right? So the visionary keynote is where some of the VPs from Claris come and give a little bit of information on the direction that the platform is taking, right? Right. So from a developer standpoint, and, you know, we're looking at our businesses. Right. And that planning forward. This is more valuable information to us. Right. Right? Okay. So the first session session that I went to uh, was a series of lightning talks. As you probably mentioned before this year, they did lightning talks and they kind of grouped them together by relevancy. And the three that I went to... Actually, four that I went to were about healthcare and FileMaker being able to ingest and work with and use healthcare data, specifically streaming healthcare data that kind of comes from devices. So, either wearable devices like a glucose meter or air monitoring, or hospital equipment. The first one, the presenter talks about a healthcare platform that he was developing with hospitals in uh, Europe. These are all real-world 
that's what the, the each 15 minute thing is about a yes. real world situation. These people are maybe in the industry or something like that. Right. Like What's something they're doing right now? Got it. Um, but, you know, conceptually, it's had to do with interacting with uh, healthcare devices and healthcare industry. So yeah, the first one was about a, was a smart healthcare platform. The second one was called Connected to Medical IoT Devices. The third one was the Air We Breathe. And the fourth one was Biohack Your Blood Sugar with FileMaker. So like I said, in all of those, um, they the speakers talked about how they successfully brought in data from um, Bluetooth connected devices and what they could do, like possibilities also, what you could do with with this kind of workflow, with that kind of data. So the one woman talked about how her son at 12 was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and how in their struggle to get a handle on, keep a handle on his glucose levels, because there's so much that you have to pay attention to, and it, it can be critical. If you don't pay attention to your glucose levels, you end up in the hospital. Uh, she said she could get data from her son's devices and create reports, and uh, when she goes to the doctor, she can give them very in-depth reports about what he ate, what his blood levels, his blood sugar levels were at all points of the day, and can make suggestions about tweaking dosage and things like that. So very uh, important information. Currently we are working on a solution that manages contracts and billing for a medical alert services company. And in that vein, it could be a springboard to being able to talk to some of these healthcare devices and add extra value to both their customers and their customers' health providers. The one I went to around that time was using artificial intelligence. How was that? That was good. I enjoyed it. So it was Luke Rochester and Johan Hedman talking about ways to take advantage of other technologies to get AI into some FileMaker Go stuff. One of the first examples that he sh- and I've seen Luke speak before. I like uh, you know I like his style and yeah. it's, it's interesting to watch. So one of the first things he showed was CountingThings.com, yeah. which is a website where you give them an image of some things mm-hmm. and they count them and tell you how many there are. For example, you have truck filled with trees that had just been cut down. Okay, so row after row of absolutely uneven items, some maybe four inches, some ten inches, you know, because, and all of those stacked up, you give it to them, they come back, they say, oh, there's a, there's 112 here. And they they put dots on, you know, to count all of them. They have numbers on all of them as well. Uh Right. Every time? I don't know. They, They were right on the ones I was looking at. Yeah. And then a lot of the talk was about using AWS recognition, which uses the AWS... Is it the facial recognition one? Well, it's... it's oh, that's just a photo... It's photo recognition It's items. like photo scan, and then it comes back with the description. That was It was very interesting, and that's one that I'm going to be looking for the video. When Claris posts the videos from the conference, right. that's going to be a good one to, for me to rework. After lunch... I went to FileMaker and APIs, real-world examples from Chris Opelite, and that was a good session. Uh, one thing he did that I thought was very smart, and I noticed a couple other people did also, instead of doing a live demo during the session, they did a demo and recorded it and then talked through it while, like during the session. So they knew their script. <laughs> But that guaranteed that everything was going to work, except for the video. Like, he uh, he had this cute little Back to the Future video that he tried to insert in, but it wouldn't play in Keynote, so he had to back out, and then it didn't have sound. And then he was like, well, you know, okay, maybe not. All right, I tried. And then it played again later, and he just kind of laughed it off. It was a, it was a good presentation, but he um, walked through some functionality that uses APIs. So he had a real estate solution 
where you could put in the address of a property and then Zillow would go and automatically look for comparables in the neighborhood. And now that API, I think he had done like previously, but then he actually went through connecting using Stamplay, which is, I guess, codenamed Starling on the demos and will be released as Clariston is. He walked through creating a workflow for that so that he would, you know, create a workflow for MailChimp, put in credentials for it, set up a connection. And in the solution, he had people who were maybe looking in that area. So, so the house list comparables, and then there was a list of contacts, people who might be interested, who might be looking to buy right now. And so wanted to target them on a mailing list. So basically created a new list in MailChimp and added and removed people from the list. So he could just hit the subscribe button and it would add them from MailChimp. If somebody took themselves off the list, it would automatically push to FileMaker. So it was a nice kind of seamless back and forth of information. And um, that was very interesting. During that session, I was in the room working. So I didn't get to to take part in a session during that time. So while you were working, the next session I went to was called From Clutter to Clarity, Redesigning Layouts for Improved User Experience. That was done by Mark Baum from Salang Consulting. And that was a great session. He showed three solutions that that he had redesigned. And he showed the original solution. He showed a sketch up of what could be done to improve the solution by a, another developer, so a third person. And there was three, three different people. And so he showed the original, a suggested redesign by another designer from the FileMaker community. Um, Cause he just wanted to get their take and get some of their principles And then he showed and actually walked through his own redesign because it was his job. He just bounced the design off of different people for each of these three projects. So I thought he did a great job of of showing kind of each step of the way where he's saying, and then I thought, what color do I want these fonts to be? Okay, I, I tried this color because, you know, I was trying to do a triadic color scheme and that didn't work. So then I switched to this, da, 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 and he like really went in depth as to each change he made, which I thought was really illuminating. And then at the end he sang, which was very cute. So <laughs> it was it was an uplifting session. At the conference, there's a big vendor room mm-hmm. where all the vendors present their wares, and in the middle of that is a visionary bar. And I was volunteering at the visionary bar the next hour, so that's where. You get a, f- a few people who are expert developers volunteer to stand there, and anybody that comes up that has any kind of a question, go and you know hit us. All right. So, did you get some good questions? I got a question about doing a reverse DNS lookup from within FileMaker, and the the answer is the only thing to pop into my head <laughs> was to utilizing a plugin and calling a terminal or shell script to get it that way and have that return. And I asked the the attendee who had come up and asked this question. Yeah. I asked him if he was currently using any plugins, and he said no, but he is allowed to. Okay. But he preferred not to, of course, because this the way he needed to use it, it would have to be installed on all the machines, of course. Do right. I excuse me? To identify the individual machines. Yeah, because that was for a uh, like a help desk ticketing solution. Yeah, that's so, correct. Yeah, so that, for a, for a university. Yeah, the so, for a school. Yes. Yeah, it was for a university. I don't know everything, mm-hmm. so right across from the visionary bar is where Lumenfire's booth was set up, and Tim Simbro happened to be there. Okay. So I went up. Tim knows a lot. Yeah. He's a brilliant guy. So I went over and asked him. And he, he came over to the visionary bar and talked to the guy, and 
uh, had the same solution. <laughs> I had suggested the MBS, the, the Monkey Bread software plugin. Tim recommended the Base Elements plugin. Okay. And the Base Elements is more attractive for this situation because it's a free plugin. Right. So for a school, it's a lot easier to get that through. And then Jay Sayers from Skeleton Key mm-hmm. was walking by. Like, duh, Jay, Jay will know this one. He's a great guy. Yeah. Same. Yeah. You know, we, everybody just kept coming up with the same solution. That was our recommendation to him, was to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Much later on, I was I was telling somebody about this later, and they said, well, couldn't you do a PHP call using insert from URL? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not good enough with PHP to know that for sure. Yeah. But it sounds reasonable to me, so I'm curious about that. And I have the attendees' contact information, so oh, okay. I can still yeah. send it to them. You know, once I go test that. Yeah. So that was that was a good experience. It was a good experience. First time I worked at Visionary Bar, and I, yeah, I enjoyed it. So you might do it again. Oh, future? sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. What what just struck me is how. It's always like this, how giving people are of their knowledge at these conferences. I don't know if it's the same at every conference, or, right. you know, different types of people, or if it's, if it's this easy to, uh, for people to be sharing, you know, giving their, giving their help for free right? because they want to help. Yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe, maybe it, maybe it is common and I'm, I just don't go to enough conferences. But yeah. but I, among the people that we usually deal with, yeah. uh, our, our circle of colleagues at this conference, even when they say, oh, what are you working on? And you mentioned something, you mentioned a little bit of a, oh, we're having a little bit of an issue with this. First thing out of their mouth is a whole list of solutions. You can try yeah. this. Have you tried that? Have you yeah. tried such and such? They tell you, oh, we dealt with this. We All dealt right. with a similar thing a while ago, and this is how we dealt with it. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there was another session that I went to called Intent-Driven Design, Storytelling Through Visual Narratives, and that was presented by Chi Sao and Esther Kim. They work at FileMaker in the design department, and they talked about patterns, like layout patterns, placement of images, eye flow, you know, like the flow of information. Is this where they showed a screen and showed the F, how the eyes move that way, and the Z, how your eyes sometimes move yeah. that way? Yeah, and I, th- I think there might have been there might have been a couple sessions that they, they did that. Okay. But yeah, they, they did that. They also talked about color schemes. Uh, there were a few sessions that highlighted color schemes this year. Um, but and they were they showing also the triads? About, yeah, so yeah. They're the triad and then the, the complementary mm-hmm. and tertiary colors, and then but the different color schemes and where it's uh, what is it, anachromatic or you know, the, the different specific color screens. And, and I don't I don't remember all of them. A site that I used to use that I'm not 100% sure if it still exists was uh, Color Designer 3 something like that. There's there's places that you can go online to look up color palettes. Yeah. And they outline those types of things. Uh, one of the things that they talked about during that session that I don't do but should do is create a style sheet or a style template to create a theme from which is a very smart idea i just haven't been doing that like i do kind of scattershot theme so you know adding things to a theme but i get to it later rather than it it should everything should already exist before you start building anything you know (laughs) and i end up throwing something in later on down the line so I'm, I'm excited to implement that. Right. So at the end of the day, that was the second day. This is when FileMaker or Claris <laughs> holds their attendee party. And the theme was the 80s. The theme was the 80s. So the music was from the 80s. A number of people were dressed as the 80s. Right. There were a lot of wigs. A lot of, <sighs> a lot of, a lot of wigs, a lot of big hair. Yeah. There were, they, they handed out... Um, References to Back to the Future were common. Right. <laughs> Oh, they were giving out headbands, like neon-colored headbands. Oh, that's right. Those plastic sh- uh, shades that have, like, the little lines to them. I don't know what they call that. Like, like mini blinds. Like, yeah, like shuttered shades. <laughs> and they also had these little net 
like hand gloves, fingerless gloves. So it was yeah, they very had the, they interesting. Had the net gloves. Oh, it's snap slap bracelets. And slap bracelets. Yeah. So some goodies for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, look, was, the feel was and, and very, very loud music. Mm-hmm. And then they also had a bunch of games. And uh, they that had eighties eighties games. Rock'em sock'em robots like on, all over the yeah, place. Yeah, they were all on the table. There was whack a mole. In the back of the place was there was a billiards table and a ping pong table, and a dance floor, and a, and a big dance floor. There was the music wasn't live; it was all DJed. There was a lot of good food. Yeah, they didn't have a desserts that were like miniature Hostess cupcakes. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. Miniature like uh, zingers, stuff like that. Stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little little versions of those. Yeah, that was cute. And I think a, uh, a, a good time was had by all. It was, yeah. it was, a, it was fun. Well done. Mm-hmm. They, years ago, they would more often than not, they would take us somewhere for the dinner. Right. I think one of the reasons they haven't been lately is that they've been having this in places where they have room. Right. You know, we were in the Gaylord, um, the Gaylord Palms and, and there's lots of room there. Lots of room there. <laughs> There was no need to it, and they threw a they threw a nice party. Yeah. So I've got no complaints about that at all. This was a, this was another well run event. I liked last year's was well run. This was mm-hmm. well run. I think we should get a giant light break like they had there. It was what like a four by six foot. Yeah, light that's right. Break. We should get one of those for a living. We can do put the put the Claris logo on it. Yeah. And that was that was Wednesday. So DevCon, DevCon Thursday started off at 8 a.m. with the FBA keynote. Yeah, during breakfast. During breakfast. So the if you are an FBA member, which is the FileMaker Business Alliance, then you could attend this extra keynote where they discussed things relevant to the two FBA members. Yeah. The number one complaint, because at first I thought it was me, but I talked to other people and they had the exact same complaint. The sound was not good in that room. I don't, something was wrong with the speakers or something. Well, they we, had two sets of speakers, one at the front and one in the middle of the room. And, and we I think were sitting... Both, we were right in front of, of the, the second, second set, set of speakers. And I think that the sound, the overlap of the sound, you know, that, that caused it to sound... Yeah, it was uh, very, very muddled. Yeah. That was problematic. But I just, I like how much information they share. It's, it's That's appreciated. Mm-hmm. Then at 9.30, they did the fireside chat with FileMaker staff. Yes. That's where they get a couple engineers, product managers, things like that. They sit up at the front, and they have a list of questions that people had submitted and answer those questions. Yes. But that's a great session. That's an app. That's one of the best ones you can go to because mm-hmm. answers right from the horse's mouth. So. so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. What sessions did you go to after the fireside? The next one I went to was the what they called Future FileMaker Cloud. Okay. So the FileMaker platform has a cloud option as opposed to using server. It's basically server in the cloud. But it's, but it's not the same as FileMaker hosting on AWS. R- right. Which which was the before FileMaker Cloud, which is their SaaS, right? Yeah. That was another way to do it, and a lot of people rolled out cloud servers that way. Right. So you can still do that if you want to use any kind of a third-party hosting that, you know, you set up a virtual machine and install FileMaker server on it and licensing set up for that. Isn't FileMaker Cloud, is that Linux only? Yes. Okay, so that's another reason to maybe use AWS if you have to have a Windows. If there's a reason you have yeah, to have Yeah, if there's a reason for that, yeah. FileMaker Cloud, they consider it. The product that's out there right now is FileMaker Cloud for AWS. Okay. That's the name of it. Right. Some people also refer to it as FileMaker Cloud 1. What's coming down the line now is FileMaker Cloud 2, mm-hmm. which is a more simplified process of setting up the FileMaker cloud. Mm-hmm. When you were doing it using AWS, you had to go through you had to create an AWS account and set up your virtual machine and make all your decisions with that. 
And then on top of that, you had to go and set up your FileMaker Cloud, do the licensing, and so on. Not terrible. We, we did it a number of times. It's just a... It's an extra layer of management. Yeah. yeah. Because FileMaker Cloud, you do all of that in one interface. And the new FileMaker Cloud that's coming, I think, in a couple of months. Yeah, you go to FileMaker's website. It's still using AWS underneath. The server size that you're picking is still using the same terminology as how uh -huh. AWS does it. So you pick your server. You pick your user count. They take care of the SSL. They take care that's of... That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> They take care of all the underlying hardware, the, the, the setup of the AWS stuff. So the process is way more streamlined. And so the session that I went to was detailing that and some other details so that, you know, we know some best practices and things along those lines. Cool. So, and that, yeah. that's, is that available this year? They had, I, I think they, they were predicting, I think they were saying October. Okay. I went to a session called Search Elevated, a technical survey of traditional and modern FileMaker search strategies by Ernest Coe of the Proof Group. And he talked about find mode and how find mode works, how other search strategies can help with search results. He talked about ranking of search results, the ability to do that. You know, what if somebody types something wrong, they spell something wrong, you still want to be able to get results back that are relevant, you know, things, things along those lines. A little bit of under-the-hood stuff with that, but it was a little bit of high-level looking down into data. Brought up some interesting concepts. Good. Yeah, I always thought that find mode, to a lesser extent, quick find, but that find mode is one of the best and worst things about mm -hmm. FileMaker Pro. Mm -hmm. When you're just learning to develop or someone hands you an existing solution that's a not overly complex solution, and they say, oh, well, to, to search for data, you you know do this key command or click a button, pull it from a menu, and all the fields are still there, the layout mm -hmm. looks the same, and you just type in whatever fields you want to search. That takes five seconds to explain, right. and everybody gets it. Right. However... Right. Yeah, the experience changes when depending on where the fields are from, how many tables away you are. Yeah, you start to create and, and databases that are, you know, they're using the party model. Mm -hmm. So any layout you're on, you're referencing five tables away, right. potentially. Or somebody is used to, like, using something like Google, where there's one field, you type it, your search in, and mm -hmm. it just searches Search everywhere, across, which yeah. is what the quick find replaces. So mm -hmm. that, that handles that. But you still run into speed issues because uh, the further away something is, the longer the search takes. And it's not always clear. You just have to script everything right. to make the user interaction a little bit smoother. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's, it's a great feature. One of my problems has always been nothing else does that. Like, there's... <laughs> There's no right. other Yeah, there's and no that's other one solution. of the things that he said also, is that there are no other databases that you can simply, there's no find mode. You have to create a query string, yeah. you know, to get data out of anything. But that particular model of doing a search is, like I said, it's very easy to explain, but it's completely unique. Right. And it's got its drawbacks the further you get. Right. So I, I kind of stay away from it. So the next session we went to was during lunch. They had invited a few speakers to come and talk about in-house solutions again. So there were there were three speakers. The first was Hancock Lumber, which is a lumber company that's been around for, I want to say, over 100 years. And he talked about how they utilize FileMaker to change how their business works a little bit. Yeah, and they, they spoke about, I think... I came a little late mm -hmm. to the presentation, but I think they're a company that's been using FileMaker for a very long time, and it runs everything. Yeah. It's in every nook and every cranny of their business, and it helps them do their day-to-day, -day and it gets the job done beautifully. And then the second speaker was Jason Larson, right? Yep. And Jason works for Braun Electric out of California. Yeah, so their presentation was... You know, the background of what they've been doing. He was talking about their 
uh, job safety requirements that their system they, they built up this system about job safety requirements that helps their guys in the field be able to uh, come on site to a job they tap into the job they're supposed to do it tells them that they haven't received enough training to be able to get on to the job and they can sit in the truck and do the training that they need from within the application and then you know finish it in 10 minutes and then bing bang boom they're on the job they can they can fulfill the requirement you know they, so it looked really nice and sounded like it solved a ton of problems and helped their productivity you know and, and keeps them safe yeah and then the big i think part of the presentation was that they had gotten so many requests from other oh, that's right. companies to yeah. say hey we love we needed we need an ERP like that. We need a job safety system also. Can we get our hands on this? And so they have been able to release this as a service. I think they're actually releasing it as a SaaS. Yeah. And that was the, uh, was it North Star? Is that North Star. It a great logo, you know, but, um, and he showed a screen that had that big circle of like all the different apps that they have as part of their ecosystem of applications. Yeah. But yeah, that was a good, good presentation. And uh, Jason, um, I'm almost positive is listening. So, <laughs> Jason, you did a great job. Yeah. And it was good to see you again. That, uh, that company, he's an in-house developer. Yeah. And they take their FileMaker very serious, like everyone else here. But Jason's been coming to DevCon for uh, five years or something like that. Good stuff. And then the third speaker was Owen Jackson. Mm-hmm. And... If you've been to DevCon more than twice, you probably know him. He has, uh, Owen's great. Owen has a big personality and he's, he's from New Zealand. He's a very, very proud Kiwi. Yes, he is. Owen works, he's an in-house developer for Gallagher, which is the third largest insurance company in the world. So an insurance company and he talked about basically about some strategies for dealing with FileMaker inside a, an extremely large enterprise where you may get pushback for existing. He said that started out with FileMaker and I don't know how it was being used originally. He told a little story about how you know they were standing around and trying to solve the problem of being able to report on a car accident quick and easy and he said they had meetings about this for weeks and weeks and weeks and then he went home and on the weekend he built an app in FileMaker for FileMaker Go where you could just go and and tap through and pick what type of accident and and, uh, tap which part of the cars were damaged you know and, and, and gather all that information on the fly and he took it in to work and showed people and they were they, they didn't want to embrace it right away because for an insurance company and for a company that large, something small comes with a lot of risk. And so... Um, one, one thing insurance companies don't like, it's they risk. They don't like risk. That's their, their whole thing is to mitigate or eliminate risk. So, um, so his big lesson came across well was that you have to, if, you're, if you're trying to use FileMaker in a large enterprise, you have to be very mindful of how you how you present it yes how you present it and helping them to mitigate the risk filemaker is problematic in some large enterprises because when you you walk in they've had this problem whatever problem the organization's had we we run into this all the time a company will say you know we've, we've had this problem we have a team of you know five people discussing all the different options of the solutions we can purchase or should we build something in-house and we look at this from a FileMaker perspective and say, yeah, that's, you know, we, we can help you with that problem and that'll, we'll be able to have that for you in a, you know, a few weeks or even less, depending what the, what the issue is. Mm-hmm. And then the, the client occasionally, they're like, well, we, we can't have a $5,000 solution to this problem. Right, to our $5 million we were, problem. Yeah, we were <laughs> looking for a $50,000 solution right. or a $100,000 solution. Right, and yeah. So he, he was pointing out where enterprise looks for that the big price point because there is a set of expectations that comes along with that. And there's another set of expectations that comes along with software that you made last weekend in 10 hours. They don't trust it. 
so you cannot present it like that. Yeah. So. so Owen did a, Owen did a great talk. That was, I mm-hmm. believe, his that was the first time he spoke in Dude. any kind of an official capacity at FileMaker. Oh yeah, he did a great job. Jason and Owen are both friends of ours, and they each got a call from FileMaker asking them to give this brief talk separate from each other. Right. Not you know, FileMaker didn't know that they knew each other. <laughs> they yeah. didn't know that each other was doing it until they talked to them, talked to each other later. Oh, so it was cool. it was funny, but it was it was great for us to go and see them give these talks. And like I said, they they did they did a great job. So after lunch, uh, I went to a session called The Business of Design. It was Jake Johnson from Angel City. Okay. Angel City Data. How was that? I liked it a lot. He gave real-world examples of ways to engage your users. Aspects of the design increase the engagement level and ultimately the bottom line for the business. Mm -hmm. He had a, a few different examples of this that were focused on FileMaker Go. Okay. And one, he was able to break out the numbers that had to do with time entry. So the company that they had built this for has 100 workers who all work on different jobs throughout the day, and they have to bill. Or they bill, they they bill, bill for their time job. per job. Okay. And I won't, I won't go into all the details of the, how they did it before and specifically how they do it now, but when they did it before... Angel City monitored how long it t- took people on average to, to do the time entry. Mm-hmm. And that was, I believe it was like a minute and a half per entry. A hundred people doing a minute and a half per time entry. And they actually have to do five to 10 entries a day. Okay. So how much is that per week? How much is that per year? And then your time, and then you're multiplying that by a hundred people, right. you're literally into the, this is costing you, you know, 70, 80,000 or quite a bit more yeah. per year. This doesn't produce anything for the company. You know, right. it just gives them a way to actually do the billing. Right. And that's also a bunch of time before these, this data has even been processed. Uh-huh. They came up with a much simpler way mm-hmm. and quicker way for the employees to be able to enter this stuff and when they presented that to the client and they could say, this takes the average entry time from a minute and a half to half a minute. And they can show them the literal dollar savings right. over a year just for this one aspect. And this even, it would be even more money than that because again, this eliminates a step that was taken after that even. So, and he had three, three different examples of this with three different clients. And it was really interesting. He also just showed some little bits of, design that was also added when you first open up the time tracker there's like a it's kind of a muted image of a of a palm tree and a little bit of beach okay and if i'm remembering correctly he said something like you know when you first open this it's serene that can help put people into a different mindset while they're using it right yeah seeing a nice image is going to make you happy to open it yeah (laughs) happy to proceed so that's where I was. I did build a connected product with Particle IoT. And so Ethan Pierce from Particle did that. So that was a hands-on workshop. So it was interesting. We all came into the room. I should have brought a laptop. They gave everybody two kits. Uh, it doesn't say what that hardware was. but uh, So they were two little hardware kits, one that had a breadboard and a chip and a Wi-Fi connector, then another kit that had some modules that you would then plug into the chip once it's mounted on its board. Yeah, it was it was really kind of cool, you know. So we had to plug in a couple different sensors. We had to set up. Every everybody was given the credentials for a preset database that was up in uh, on a server somewhere, and a particle account. That was kind of pre-created, but you could go into this particle interface and actually build functionality. We did not do that. We used like a pre-built functionality to be able to get data into the system. But the idea is that, you know, if you could spend a little bit of time with it, you could maybe reverse engineer it, modify it. But it looked a lot like the application Scratch that my kids have used in 
school to build little kind of process-oriented applications where you just drag these shapes and then link them together to determine the action, the flow of the functionality. So it was neat. When we get home, unpack everything and see if anything still works or start messing around with it and see what happens. The last session that I went to was branding your own FileMaker admin console. That was Mike Beergy from Mainspring. Mike's been a presenter for several years now, and he is one of the most active people in the community. Oh, yeah. He helps more people. Yeah. It's staggering. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know where he, he seems to have more time in a day than, right. than I do. And I mean that in the best way. He just, he's so helpful and he's just everywhere. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of respect for Mike. So his presentation was on promoting the idea of building your own module to deal with the FileMaker admin console okay. rather because you can do so much more with the, with the API than you can with the admin console right. as it is. And he showed a few examples. There's actually a, uh, two or three where other developers have come out with modules that have very different styles and they give them away for free. They're completely unlocked and you can play with them and you know come up with what works best for you in order to manage your servers. Great talk. And for anybody that hasn't been to DevCon yet, I recommend going if you're in the in the community. And next year, if Mike's giving a talk, go see that. Oh yeah, he's usually <laughs> like a go-to guy. Yeah. So one of the other things that I went to wasn't a session, but vendors had vendor presentations in the uh, back of the vendor right. room. Yes. And that was set up real well too. I don't remember them ever doing this before. They had yeah. a few rows of benches and a spot with a big screen for vendors to present. They gave headsets to everybody in the audience because the room's very noisy. Mm-hmm. And that just worked really well, you know. It's, uh, yeah, usually they used to just have the vendor sessions like off in one of the rooms. Yeah, so you had to go like a, find them. Right, yeah. and this I think made more sense because it's definitely more peripheral exposure for, for all of the vendors. Yeah, cross IT which is another solution provider in uh, Pennsylvania. They're just a little bit north of Pittsburgh. Todd Weller, who's been a speaker here before, he did the presentation and... It was a game show, right? They just decided to make it fun. It was done up as a game show, kind of like it was uh, a play on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire called Who Wants to Be a FileMaker Developer. Right. For anyone that has been going to DevCon a long time, they might remember there was a year that they did do who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And that was a while back. Though, a while right? back yeah. on the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire set. This he had, he said, there's different types of information that you need to know in order to be a good developer. And half of it was FileMaker questions, and the other half was questions at the Marvel Universe and Star Wars. Yeah. Which Todd says very, is critical to knowing. It is critical. <laughs> and it was a it was a fun game. Yeah won stuff. Yeah, so people answered questions and they won stuff. Yeah. So kudos to Todd and Cross IT for doing a good job with that and lightening things up and asking some very hard questions. Yeah. That was the third day of the conference and the last item would be there's a closing session right. where they go over the financials, they get up, give out a variety of awards to different developers. They generally have a speaker and if we're lucky, they announce where the next DevCon's going to be so that we can sort of set our schedules and right. get that plan. Walk out your calendar. So, so you want to talk about that a little bit? At the closing session, I came a couple minutes late, too. But Brad, Freitag came out and introduced the speaker, which was Greg McKeown. Am I saying that right? <laughs> the author of Essentialism. And he came out and did a, I thought, a great talk. It was a motivational uh, talk about kind of looking at your life. And if there's, if there's something that you would like to accomplish and you're not getting any traction and it's that important to you, 
perhaps you should look at your life as more of an essentialist and give your time to the things that are more important because we only have so much time. But what you know, what you want to accomplish, give your give your time to that. And that's what I took away from that. And um, then they started giving out awards, mm-hmm. and I had to go. So because <laughs> I wasn't going to win anything. Then <laughs> then they did uh, they did announce the location for next year's conference. A friend of ours posted that. Yeah. So next year it'll be in Nashville at another Day Lord Resort. Uh huh. And August. I think third to the sixth. Like that, yeah. yeah, that same same first week of uh, in August. But we are looking forward to that. Yeah. Because I'm sure lots of things will be new and exciting. Let's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's all of Thursday. Okay. Yeah.